Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, Jared and Bob here. And I want to kick things off with something that I think personally is very interesting. So before I get into it, right, let's just, you'll, you might be able to figure out where I'm going with this by come some of the questions that I'm going to pose. But um, when you think of like something along the lines of like the Olympics, right? Um, what, um, what typically comes to mind as far as like rooting interests? It's not really a trick question either. Like I, I think the, like, the answer is relatively simple. Any, anything regarding the United States? Yeah, you root for your country to succeed regardless, right? Even in like the Winter Olympics by, or what is it? Yeah, the biathlon where it's the- you The ski skiing and the and shooting. You shoot, yeah. Completely ridiculous sport. Um, the United States, I don't believe is very good at it. Um, I think it's mostly the Scandinavian countries in Germany. Oddly enough, um, that, that rule the biathlon, <clears throat> but like you name a sport, right? Even like the world baseball classic. I think that's probably a pretty good one, right? Because the world baseball classic is you can be an American, right? But you could also be like Dominican, right? You could be, um, Puerto Rican and most often someone that was born in the United States right, is a full-fledged U.S. citizen, but has Puerto Rican heritage, most likely they're just going to root all out for the Puerto Rican baseball team in the World Baseball Classic, right? Like, I would say, obviously, that's not a rule across the board, but I would say um, more often than not, that's kind of how things roll, right, when it comes to, like, these nationalized sports events. Um, well. What I think is super interesting, right? In the World Cup, right? That's another one too. People just, well, it's different in this country because <laughs> we suck at soccer. So whatever, um, which actually kind of leads me into my whole point and what I find super interesting. The U.S. women's national team, the soccer team. Um, now, forgive me, I actually don't know the answer to this. Maybe you don't either. Uh, because it's women's sports and who gives a shit. Um, is this the women's Olympics or is this the women's World Cup that's going World, on right now? World Cup. Okay. Olympic Olympics are women, the same for Yeah, women women don't have the same Olympics. They don't they don't they don't they don't segregate Olympics. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair point. All right, that's a good point. <clears throat> the special Olympics were this year though. You could bet on those. I I'm surprised I didn't get invited to those. You had to be um, bet online. <laughs> um so the Women's World Cup, right? Uh, the United States, heavy favorite. I think the U.S. women's team, um, U.S. women's soccer team has won the last two, if not the last three World Cups. No, they lost. World. They lost in 2011. In okay, so the, so the last two straight they won? Yep. yep. And been to the final at least three in a row. Yeah, and they probably won like two before that too or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Brandy Chastain in 98. That was 98. I don't think they've won since 98, but. Yeah, that was generally they're generally freaking out because Brandy Chastain took her fucking jersey off and they were like, how dare she? It's like, dude, she had a fucking sports bra on underneath. It's not like she went like 
full bare chest. I, can't, on I TV. can't believe she got completely naked on the field. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating her team's national fucking victory. Probably at that point was the first one for the U.S. women's soccer team. Um, but yeah, either way. So women's soccer is very good in the United States. Men's soccer, fucking terrible. Uh, it's a laughing stock. They didn't even qualify for the World Cup the last time it happened, or maybe two times ago. And the last time they barely got in and then got fucking destroyed again. They suck. They're terrible. They're awful. Women absolutely dominate the rest of the world. So taking kind of like what I opened with, right, in this, you would think more often than not, the people in this country would be like super supportive at least, right? Again, like I like I said before, women's sports, so like who gives a shit? But of the people that do give a shit, you would think they would be mostly supportive, right? Because it's the national team. It's us versus the rest of the world. It's a competition, right? It's just how it always typically goes. Well, not this time around. Um. And I think there's someone out there has to be doing this, whether or not it will ever get published is another thing or whatever. But I think there's a very interesting like social psychology experiment in this women's national soccer team. Because since the last World Cup, really, I'm not going to say every woman on the team because it's not true. There are some women on the team that have come out and been like, yeah, I don't deal with politics and bullshit. I'm just here to play soccer. Um, but most of the women on the team have kind of turned into a bit of more in the, in the, in the vein of like a social justice warrior, right? It all started with, we want to get paid the same as the men because I think it was the last world cup round because the the previous not not the one men's world cup was what last year or two years ago when remember. It, whenever it was it was the one prior to that so it's not the most recent pre pre previous one it's the two world cups ago was when the men didn't even qualify so the women won the world cup the men didn't even qualify and after they won they were like we don't get paid as much as the men and the men didn't even get to go and it's like Okay, well, everything goes off a of percentage of ticket sales, right? So, like, sell more tickets. If you want to make more money, sell more tickets, right? It's pretty easy. Like, that's or get good broadcast deals. Yes, get good broadcast deals. Part of that is the reason I, this is a little bit of a tangent here, but if you look at other sports, right? The Arizona Coyotes. Why do the Arizona Coyotes never have a good team? Because no one gives a shit about hockey in Arizona. One, Two, no one buys tickets to go watch them. So that team in and of itself doesn't generate as much revenue for the owner to want to spend money. Now, as a, as a, a league-wide um, way to remedy that situation, because... I would imagine I'm not good. I'm not up to date on my sports history here, but I would imagine that the reason why most professional sports leagues institute some sort of like shared revenue model is that in and of itself, right? So if you go to football, let's use football for as an example because hockey's not super popular. The New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys, it, the team could absolutely fucking suck. 
they're going to sell out stadiums. They're going to sell tickets. People love the Patriots. People love the Cowboys, right? I would throw the 49ers in there too. They're like, yeah, the Packers, right? They're, they're all across the board. There's like eight teams. The Cleveland Browns or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do not sell Jack Jacksonville is a better example. Jacksonville Jaguars. They do not give a flying fuck about their team. Carolina. If the, if there was no revenue sharing model, which comes into play with like why there's a salary cap. And again, the shared revenue and all this stuff, if that didn't exist, the Jacksonville Jaguars would no would no longer exist as a professional football franchise. Because they would only be Ted teams, right? They don't generate enough revenue to justify their owner to spend the money. But because there's a league-wide salary cap and shared revenue and good deals, the and it helps that the in this particular one-off case, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars is an oil prince from the Middle East. Um, but like he has the money to spend and is willing to spend it, right? So that's that's my tangent, right? That's how that works. It's if you want to get paid more. Like you said, get a get a better broadcast deal, sell more tickets, do whatever, right? Generate more press, I guess. Although they've done that, right? But the way they've done that is by complaining. But it's not you need people to attend and watch games. That's right. it. There's that's no it. other way. That's ticket it. sales and jersey sales. Those are, I would watch, say, the watch main drive. Watch and show up. Watch and show up. Because even like jersey right. sales, that's gonna go back to the players and the individual teams and the pro shops. Right. People need to watch you. People need to show up to your shit. That's right. how it works. Right. Which is also why men's professional soccer does not make that much, right? They're not, I mean, yeah, Lionel Messi just signed a massive deal, but he's Lionel Messi. <clears throat> um, well, they gave him equity. They gave him equity in, in the fucking football, in the in the team, in, right? International players make a shitload. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. American players. I mean. In, Ameri- do not in make America, shit. you do not make that much money as a professional soccer player. Um, internationally, soccer players make, make the most anyone. money, right? It's yeah, crazy. They were talking about just one of the Saudi teams was going to pay a, a, a billion with a B, uh, a billion dollars for Mbappe to come over what, from the for, France team for, for one, one year. year. One yeah, year, one year, a billion dollars. Yeah, how do you I say think, no to that? I know. Um, so, so much money, and he's know, so fucking a, young, he could easily come back. I know. Um, so, so here we go. Herein lies the social experiment, right? The, the psychology experiment that someone out there should do. Maybe they are going to do it, but I don't know if we'll ever hear anything about it. Ever since the last, I would say just since, the, not just since the last World Cup, but call it the last like six-ish years. Anytime the U.S. women's soccer team has been in the press, it's been, I wouldn't say, I, I hesitate to use the word negative, but it hasn't been for positive reasons, right? It's been, um, we don't make enough as, as, as we deserve, or we make less than the men do, or, um, we don't get our fair share or it's that it's, it's life isn't fair, right? It's the trope that they just pump out there. And then more recently, they've taken up the platform of the, you know, hardcore, like the trans movement, right? Like they've gotten involved with that. Like they've, the Megan Rapino, Rapino, I don't know how to say her name, I don't either. but she's, she's come out. She's the captain, right? She, when she was younger, she was very, very, very good. 
Um, she's now retiring and it's very clear why she retired because she's not that good anymore. Um, but she at one point, I believe, was the best player on the team. Uh, so I will give her credit for that. Um, but these these women are coming out and like doing more to talk poorly about the country than they are about like, let's get people excited about us as a team. Right. And again, here I am standing on a fucking soapbox on a podcast where a hundred people listen to us and they, and I will never probably make in my lifetime what Megan Rapino has made in her professional career. Right. So who am I to tell her how to go about her business? I get it. I understand, but that's the whole point of this podcast. Right. I'm just, you know, thinking out loud here. A lot of what they've been saying has been kind of like against what the average person probably would support, right? Again, the whole whining about not getting paid enough, um, getting involved in in racial issues and uh, the whole like sexuality debate, right? Like they're getting so involved in all of this shit that they've now become intertwined with social justice issues more than being women's soccer players. So this is all like a kind of really long convoluted way to say that they lost, right? Yesterday, I think. Um, I think it was this morning. This morning. So they lost this morning in a shootout. They lost in kicks in the first round. So this is basically the equivalent of the Bruins from this year, right? The U.S. women's the U.S. women's soccer team is a fucking juggernaut. They went to three straight final uh, finals of the World Cup. They've won the last two in a row. They got through the round robin um, portion, and now in the first round they lose to fucking Sweden in after going zero zero through overtime and go to penalty kicks and they lose. Right. And fitting that Megan Rapino is the one that misses the kick that loses them the game. But I haven't seen one person on Twitter or Instagram that's been supportive of the team in their loss. Every single thing I've seen was, well, should have spent more time focusing on soccer. Oh, this is what you get for being a social justice warrior, not a soccer player. Oh, oh, could have told you they would have lost. Oh, I called it pre-tournament. Don't bet on the women's the the U.S. women's team. Oh, I told you to stay away from this women's team. They're not that good. They're not soccer players. They're social justice fighters. They're literally everyone has been ripping them, and I don't think I've ever seen that. Granted, I and to caveat, right? To just to be fair. Um, I, I haven't paid super close attention to, um, you know, our national teams when they lose something, but I have not, I feel like I haven't seen this level of hatred almost for a national sports team, right? This isn't like, you know, it's not like AAU baseball, right? Where, you know, the Medford, the Medford Wellington team goes on or the little league world series, right? The, 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 the Medford Wellington team goes on to represent the state of Massachusetts. So it's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like they're labeled Massachusetts, but like it's Medford. So why should someone from Duxbury give a shit? You know? So I I understand that part, but like, this is it. There's just one women's national soccer team and it's a national sports team. 
and they lost in the first round and people are excited about it. Yeah. And I thought, so I'm going to play a little devil's advocate too. So I'm actually going to go to Twitter. If I can quickly pull up what people are saying, because part of me, so Megan Rapinoe, I don't even, again, I don't know how her name's pronounced. I don't really care either. Uh, even in the last world cup when she was scoring goals and they were winning and it was all great. The one thing I used to hate about her in those games is, you know, she would do whatever she would score. Then she would run over to the sidelines. She would do like a pose or something. She like hold her arms out, like whatever. And then everyone came to her almost like. I am a golden God. Like, yeah, yeah. Come to me. I am yeah. your savior for scoring goals while doing all the activism shit, whatever. Right. Um, but it's, it, it always seemed like it was, it's me, me, me. Look at me. Come to me. Celebrate right. with me. I scored. Look at me, me, me. That's, that's what it always felt like with, like, when as a viewer, like right. seeing the highlights. That's what it always seemed like to me. So I never really liked her as, as an athlete. And, and then you're seeing like some of the shit today. It's like, it's like dancing after a zero, zero, uh, zero, zero tie with Portugal and doing whatever. I don't know what the fuck she was doing or what the fuck she was wearing before the match today. And it's like, what are you doing? And then it's like, you know what? If you get saved in PKs, fine. You missed a soccer net. You're a fucking professional and you missed a soccer net. Now, yeah. David Villa in the 2010 <laughs> World Cup <laughs> fucked me on an over two and a half when he already had two goals in the game and he fucking launched it over the crossbar too. And that game ended 2-0. I did not cash my over. <laughs> and he won the fucking golden balloon knot or whatever the fuck they give out to the best player. <laughs> so it happens. But Spain won that World Cup and they won that game with him fucking launching one and fucking killing a kid in the crowd. <laughs> she could have won it right there. That would have won it if she's I think I think so. I think uh, maybe not. That, that could be wrong because she was like fourth to go or something. OK, she could have won with her kick, I believe. She misses and she laughs and it's like. God, you are fucking insufferable. For anyone that watches sports, it's like, what are you laughing about? What the fuck is so goddamn funny? You're right. like a fucking child. That's what the children do. When right. things get awkward, they laugh. Yeah. You're supposed to be one of the best ever. Right. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Anywho. So and just super quick, like just to defend you before people kind of try and be like, oh, you're a fucking misogynist, whatever. I would say it's probably the equivalent of like the LeBron thing and why me personally, I don't like LeBron and I, I'm sure you could potentially feel the same way is because LeBron was always me, 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 I, 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 right. After the, after the press conferences and the games, it was, well, I did this, I did that. And then I saw there was someone put together like a side-by-side -side in a post-game interview with LeBron and Michael Jordan, or it was either LeBron and Michael Jordan or LeBron and Giannis. Could have been both, really. But uh, and everything LeBron said was like, I, me, I, me, I. And then whoever the other one was, whether it was MJ or Giannis, was we did this. The team came together. The team played great. We all came together and we all did that. It was like, it's just super. That's the type of shit that people hate, right? And that's why people hate LeBron for the same reason that you hate Megan Rapinoe, which is totally fine. It has nothing to do with. Yeah. And that's just what she's I a observed. woman. 
Right. Now, for all the people that are like, oh, see, go woke, you lose. Oh, see, should have spent more time, whatever. That's also a little short-sighted because straight up, they just didn't perform. Right. That happens in sports. Teams don't play to their potential. See the 2023 Boston Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> 2016 Warriors. Yeah. Uh, 2000, 2007 Mariners, Patriots. 2007 Patriots. Plenty of examples. Yeah. Okay. They didn't lose and they didn't get bounced because they, they, they went woke and they care about this, whatever. Because <laughs> yeah. ultimately, if they want to get paid more, who the fuck is going to defend them if they don't defend themselves? Right. Now, if they feel strongly about certain topics, again, it's World Cup time. People are paying attention. You feel strongly. You bring it up. Listen, I don't know. Like, I think it's a little bit of a weird, like the the, the trans thing is a little bit of a weird thing, um, especially when it comes to the women's game. It's, it's, I, I just find it very, like very odd because we've been on this podcast and I don't like the trans influence in the women's game. Like it's right. not, I don't think it creates fairness equity when I, it comes to athletics and a- anything I just, physical. I don't like it. It's, and it's not, if, it's not if okay. anyone. And if anyone thinks I'm a fucking bigot or some shit for that, like I'll have that conversation. That's okay. Like I'll defend that one. Um, I just, it, it's, it sets a weird thing. Cause it's like, if you are the national soccer team, like everyone's watching you and it's like, there are these young girls that they want to be you again, I, I guess, ideally. But, you know, if they get to middle school or high school and they have to start going against, like, you know, biological men and they're just getting, like, beat out of roster spots or beat out of games or losing championships, it's like, it's just a, it's just, it's a weird thing to, to, to do. Like, yeah using the sport platform like because you can use your platform elsewhere but like using the sport platform to to almost promote a threat to your sport like kind of yeah yeah like i don't want to say like a threat because it's not like like a threat of like terrorism or anything but it's like it's just a weird like that's what i mean it's just a weird thing it's Um, like you're favoring your potential demise in a way is obsolescence i don't know you become obsolete yeah, right. so it's not a but but again at the same time just saying you defend like trans rights doesn't mean well we only want trans people in sport like that's not what they're saying right so right, it's right, like right, it's right. it's just that's what I'm right. saying it's just a weird it's a weird thing like, it's a weird stance to have it, it and it's I don't know the right way to do it whatever but like again like especially about getting paid like if they don't bitch about it no one will bitch for them so they have to do that that right. one I like I will never give them any fucking right shit for because. Right. If it's like, we want to get paid more. It's like, yeah, we're not paying you more. Okay, we'll play anyway. And it's like, no, we're not going to play unless you pay us more. And it's like, ah, fuck. Right. All right. We'll give you a modest increase that, you know, still isn't good enough. But we know that. Right. But then ultimately, too, it's like, so individuals didn't perform. The coach, for all accounts, sounds like he sucks. That That's the biggest takeaway I saw was, it seems like the coach is fucking terrible. Um. Some substitution errors, some strategy errors, some game plan errors. Certain people could have been playing so that that weren't. 
um, whoever's in charge of roster building, if the national team has a GM, like leaving certain people off or putting certain people on. Um, yeah, I did hear about that too. There were a couple snubs that people were like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then, you know, you put certain people on and you give them playing time. Maybe Megan Rapinoe getting subbed in at the very end for Alex Morgan. You're still your best goal scorer. I mean, people have their issues with her too. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, But like, I literally don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't follow strength. Like yeah, 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 no, I don't either. I didn't I didn't even know that people had issues with Alex Morgan. Well, she she came out, Rapino went in, and then here we are. Then you don't have Alex Morgan in kicks. You do have Rapino, and it's like right. It, fucking disaster. Um and again, people who actually watch soccer said Rapino came in, and then all of a sudden she's just like fucking everything up. It's like you know, she's trying to play it like her way. Either she doesn't give a shit or she's trying to play it her way. And that's like not what the team's doing. But right. Yeah. Then there's young people on the roster not playing. There's people being held in too long or whatever. So it just seemed like a whole shit show altogether. Um, and that doesn't even we don't even know. Like, we don't even know if they showed up ready to go. Like, right. Like, what were they doing in all their camps and lead up? And like, were they winning the other things? I have no clue. Right. Um. So I don't want to let like the X's and O's and the tactic tactical off because just because they care about certain political topics doesn't mean like, dude, they could have said the same shit in 2019 and they would have rolled everyone like they did. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. Like the team just yep. wasn't as good this time. And it, it, it's a little bit of everyone. Individual right. players didn't perform. Coach oh, I completely agree. I, I know. Roster I, didn't do what they needed to do. The way but, I kind of leaned into things and let it out made, made it may have made it seem that way. No, but like, but that's how people I, feel. I, I agree with you. Right. People I'm, go, I'm trying to like say what the sentiment is on social media. People are saying they lost because they're anti-US, anti-women. Right. And right. anti something else. I don't know. They probably hate uh, old people, children, and dogs or some yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what they're saying. Like, literally, like anti American, anti women. Yep. I'm like, how how are women anti women? Someone explain that one to me. Like, I, I know what they're saying. I, right. I get it. Right. But like, do you ever think about the shit that comes out of your fucking mouth? <laughs> the women are anti women. That's like, like, unless it's a fucking Clayton Bigsby situation <laughs> where you have a black, white supremacist, like, yeah, how the fuck can a woman be anti-women outside of the one in a fucking million? Like, that's just sitting there being like, I see all these women out here and I fucking, you know, yeah. it's not they getting it done. in the kitchen. <laughs> yep, they should be back in the kitchen making sandwiches. Yeah. It shouldn't be working. Should be having 12 kids and four of them are going to die in the process and they may die during childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, anti-American, hmm, your opinion. Do I, do I think that if you have so many problems with the country, should you play for your national team? I don't know. Yeah, It's a, a good, good it's a good stage to get your message. But if you feel that strongly, right you still chose to represent that country. Right. Um, so if you're that good, would it be more of a statement if you chose not to play and then made sure everybody knew why? Right. And then that team still has to go out and perform. <sighs> good luck. Yeah. So I don't know that that would be something that like again if they were really anti-american yeah they still chose to represent the country so it's like 
are they anti-American? Not really. They're anti-American on a couple values or a couple opinions. Yeah, it's like they're, but a lot of it is like street cred, right? That's why most people, that's I, I that's why a lot of people I think say the things they say, and because I don't necessarily believe that ever that a lot of people believe this stuff, right? I think they go along with it. I say I would say especially in Hollywood. I think more people go along with it because they think that's what they're supposed to say. Right. So like does every single member of the women's soccer team believe that? I don't know. I can't say for sure. Right. But I would say it's probably a safe bet that they don't. And they're just kind of like going along with it because it's like I said, the street cred, right? You want to be liked. You want, you want your, your crowd to like you. And you're afraid that if you say how you really feel, people won't like you anymore. So when I got up this morning, the game was over and I went to Twitter and I was trying to figure out, I was actually trying to see, cause I guess the, the, the kick that went in like the, the winning penalty, the winning PK for Sweden, I guess it was like super controversial cause it only covered by like an inch and they used some like, I don't know if it's like radar or GPS or something. So it, it created this like graphic of like how much it covered by. Oh, or wow. something, but I couldn't find anything about it. Nothing. Yeah. I couldn't find shit about it. And I didn't look yeah. that hard, but right. I couldn't find anything. It's all about, oh, see, oh, see, oh, see. Yeah. Or, oh, and then it's like Rapinoe's kick. And then people are like, you know, like, you know, like, I never liked this team. I never liked that. So I'm glad they lost. And seeing that Rapinoe missed one of the kicks, that was even better. That was icing on the cake. And I'm like, wow, these people really fucking hate this team. But yeah, that being said, when I went to Twitter in my for you, my trending and my sports tabs, I could find soccer, US women's national team. I could find Rapino Morgan. I don't know many of the other players. But anyway, yeah, I don't know who's still on the team. Smith. I still, uh, so so Sophia I Smith. would still say uh, Carly Lloyd and Hope Solo. <laughs> like, uh, neither think, of them are on. I there. think they've been retired for like fucking 10 years. Car- well, Carly Lloyd is she's like more of an analyst now and she even said it too. She's like she goes they don't have it. She goes they're yeah. more worried about fucking whatever and she goes that's part of the reason why like I you know I didn't get along with them is like cuz I didn't do the politics. Right. Whatever. So I don't know if she has disagreeing politics or just doesn't do them. I'm not sure. Yeah. So then people have been saying that. So now I go, now this is only 12 hours ago. If this was any other sport, it would be all over here. I can't find any trending topics regarding the soccer team. So for as outraged as everybody was, apparently they're all over it. Right. Because we have now since forgotten about it. And we're three, two, no, we're two days after, um, was it Jose Cabrera knocked like literally KO'd, um, Tim Anderson on the White Sox, and it's still being played all over. It's still trending. Just it, let, let me just so let me do this. This is sports trending in sports. Angel Hernandez, that can't be good. Because he's an ump, so great. Yeah, yeah. Jimbo. Uh, Jimbo Fisher? That's the only Jimbo uh, I know I, in I sports. Know. Green Bay, Padres, Ro- Rodon. No. Howie, Laporta, Fadi, Miles Jack, the D-backs, Kyle Tucker, Bryson, Sabrina Ionescu, Matt Olson, Malkin, 
Carson Wentz, Stanton, Herbert, Trey, Coco, Jordan Love, Panthers, George Floyd. So, George Floyd's been dead for three years. He's trending more than any other women's soccer player right now. Or that right. topic. Right, right. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Coco. Is that like Coco Crisp? Coco Crisp? Again, that's the only Coco I know in sports. Evgeny Malkin. Sam Kyle Laporta, Kyle. who's a fucking rookie tight end for the Detroit Lions. Like, uh, that could be a baseball player, too, though. That's the oh, only that's thing true. I'm like, leave. I, like, I don't know. That's true. They're nowhere to be found in the sports. So yeah. then if I go to um, trending, this is just U.S. Tekken, the video game. <laughs> Miles Jack, Angel Hernandez, Barbie Takeover, Aces. That looks like WNBA. Walner, I don't know what that is. Megan Rapinoe's eighth. And 12 hours ago, they were everywhere and everything. Oh, uh, Keel Harry is 25. Maybe that's Nikhil's brother. I don't know. <laughs> it's his evil twin. And then the next soccer topic that's trending is number 28. It's Arsenal. Yeah. So for all that outrage and for all of that, that people were so fucking bent out of shape about what I'm, what I'm gathering by that is everyone still hates the fuck out of Megan Rapinoe, which they do. Um, and I'd be so like, if I actually liked that team, I'd be so pissed. She fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and she showed it too. It's like, what a smug asshole. Yep. Um, yeah, people, people have already forgotten about it. So I'm like, it it is interesting that, you know, a national team like that got just absolutely shredded that way. Like, seriously, it's like Bruins style. Like, oh, see, yeah, we knew this would happen. Yeah. But that's so that was my whole like opening thought on it, right? Was like it's very, very rare to me, at least I think, to see a national team get shredded like that. Yeah, but what, you, they were so unlikable, and that's what I mean. Like, I, now, that's why now, here's, I think, here's another I think thing there's too. some sort of like experiment there. So right? I'm like a if, pe- I'm a piece of shit, right? You can say yes. Fair. Yeah. 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 So I was taking well, a drink. I'm a piece of if shit. If you were watch, when... watching on the YouTube show, I was taking a drink. <laughs> you weren't thinking about it. <laughs> so when the men's soccer team plays, I don't root against them, but I don't want them to have any level of success either. And it's only because I know how much of a farce soccer is in this country. Right. That I don't want them to have like a nice season or have like a nice whatever. Like, be more fucking serious about this. Like, like put competitive teams out there. Get like actual development going. Get real coaches. Like, right. Put together a real fucking program. And like, don't miss World Cups. Like, what the fuck is that? And I know Italy did, but like, Italy also has the World Cup championships to be like, yeah, we missed one. But uh, look at this trophy case. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Until you start putting together like real actual competitive programs, like I'm not rooting for you. No fucking way. But like USA basketball, you better fucking win. Right. Right. Like you got sketchy in the last Olympics, I think, but ultimately they won. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you show up to the Olympics, you better fucking win. Right. Which is There's what literally no one that should be better at basketball than the no, United and then States. I'm gonna fucking crush you if you don't. Like right, right. You should fucking win. Yeah. And if you don't win, 
as the U.S. Olympic team, that means with the most talented roster, you guys played like a bunch of fucking assholes. That's what it means. You guys didn't play together. You didn't share the ball. You didn't do what you were supposed to. You didn't listen to your coach. You all individually fucked it up for everybody. Right. I don't know how. I don't know whatever. But that's what happened in 2004. And I don't even remember what happened in 2004. I don't know who won. I don't know how they lost. Doesn't matter. You fucked that up. Right. Because there's no reason anyone should beat the U.S. in basketball. Never. That would be like us putting an American football team out there and fucking losing to like Canada. Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. even play our sport or like Australia. They don't even play yeah. our sport. Yeah. Yeah. They play rugby. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we had a tight one with the Irish. Oh, oh yeah. Gaelic where they're sitting there fucking dribbling the ball, yeah. kicking the ball and shit. <laughs> yeah, tight one with the Irish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're telling me that you could have an offense with the five best offensive linemen in the fucking in the NFL, <laughs> the five best, like yep. picking the Pro Bowl starters. Yeah. For, for, but from both leagues too. Right. Not right, even right, just right, one side. right. So it would be the all pro. It would be the all pro team. Yeah. Mahomes is your quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Travis you Kelsey. Can, you can Tyree have Kelsey, Hill. Hill. Oh, that's weird. Which, Three that guys sounds familiar. From the, yeah. That sounds like the Kansas City Chiefs. And Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Diggs yep. can be like your four. Yeah. Diggs would be the fourth best receiver on the team. <laughs> and then Devontae like, Adams would ride the bench. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, you know, your your defense, it's like it's Aaron Donald and it's like Quinn and Williams in yeah. a rotation with Dexter Law. Like dude, this and is Joey Bo- Joey and Nick Bosa, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like so it's not an exact comparison because other countries do play soccer. So it's <laughs> like they at least play the sport. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you have a defense full of Watson Bosa's and shit. Like, Could you imagine? Could you imagine that defensive line lining up from like an offensive line from like Ireland, right? Like a bunch of dudes who are probably like six feet, like two sixty, right? Like a high school offensive you would, line. You would need like like American Samoa would have to put a team out. That's the only. Yeah, that's the yeah. only people who would have a chance based on <laughs> based on fucking lineage. Yeah, They're the only people that might be big enough and strong enough. Yep. Yep. I bet um, Ongins, I don't they're know, kind. Like... They're kind of pussies, but the um, what are they? Call, what do you call the Danes? The people from the Netherlands? What are they called? Well, I think Danes are Denmark. The Denmark? Dutch. The Dutch. Yeah, that's the what Dutch? they are. The Dutch. The Netherlands. Because the Dutch. Dutch are the Dutch big? are actually the biggest people. I think they're the biggest white people on earth. <laughs> I think there's because I think there's a tribe in the Maasai in Africa that have the tallest people in the world, but I think the average height of of a male in the netherlands is like six two like the average height yeah, is six two large yeah yeah i bet iceland could probably put together like because they're fucking vikings but yeah i feel like they're all they, too skinny though yeah yeah you, you just think of like the mountain like half thor bjornson yeah but is he like one of Ten thousand, yeah. or is he fucking right. one of a right. hundred? Like, right, right, yeah. It's and never mind wild yeah. how big those dudes actually are, too. What NFL players are like big people? No, like the strong men. So, like, like oh, we were just yeah, talking. Like, we were we talking were just, about them. So, we, like uh, an NFL defensive Bill, line, Bill right? Fister. Of of 
Nick and Joey Bosa, Aaron Donald, right? Like DeForest Buckner, like all these dudes that are just fucking monsters. But if you put them next to like Brian Shaw, they would look like an average human, right? Like Brian Shaw is six foot eight, 450 pounds. That's a human being. Like Thor Bjornsson is six, nine. And I think he might be like, he, he varies in weight. Cause he cut down a lot. I think he cut down to like three fifty cause he got into boxing. But I think when he was competing in Strongman, he might've been pushing five bills at six foot nine. Like that, that's fucking mind blowing. Like that there's human beings that are that big. I want to, I want to put together a, an offensive line of strongmen. And I'm not even, I'm not, I don't even, I want to go back to like, like mid 2000s. Like when Marius Pujanovsky. Yeah. He, so he's your center. He's six one. wasn't that big. I was going to say he's six one, three thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, was my favorite. I fucking loved everything about Marius Pujanovsky. I didn't like his face. <laughs> uh, Phil, Phil Fister is probably a tackle because Phil Fister was a uh, six, six, like who was the giant fucking Swede Magnus Samuelson. He, <laughs> he was, was fucking huge. huge. <laughs> I feel Ooh. like he always ended up getting injured though. Like he would crush, he would be in first place through like three events and then he would like blow his bicep or like completely like shatter his fucking femur or something like I feel like or his back he, he had a lot of back issues I feel like Magnus Samuelson was always like about to run away with it and then he would just get crippled is it Drunas Zavikas he's <laughs> yep. like six yep. six fucking 400 pounds yeah oh man I fucking I used to love world's strongest man there was nothing better than like it was like Saturday morning cartoons. Like you put on ESPN and it was like the world's strongest man. And it's like, oh, let's fucking go. These dudes got like a 350 pound keg that they're just tossing through the air. Dude, Pujan now. Oh, Sven Carlson. He was huge, wasn't yeah. he? Sven the Carlson. Nicknamed the Viking. Oh, he's only 6'2". <laughs> there was another guy who was an American who was everyone Derek, Derek Poundstone? Yes, yes. Everyone thought he was going to be great, and then he kind of like fizzled out. Pujanowski won a lot of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, he was my favorite. He's probably got, he's got to be like the biggest, like the most, the winningest one. Yeah. Phil Fister, two thousand six. Pujanowski again. How much fucking gear was that guy? Oh, Zavikas won twice. All of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> yeah, then Brian Shaw. Yeah. I think Brian Shaw anywhere, has kind of run from... away with it recently. Zavikas was still involved. Holy shit. So I just Googled uh, Marius Bujanovsky. Um, oh, he's God, been... Eddie Hall. That's another one. That's another one. That's who Thor Bjornsson fought. They boxed each other, Eddie Hall and Thor Bjornsson. Um, because Eddie Hall set the deadlift record of like whatever it was, like 1200 pounds. And then, like a week later, Thor Bjornsson beat it and did like 1203 pounds or something stupid like that. So then they started like an online beef and then they boxed each other. Um, so Marius Pujanovsky has been fighting in MMA. Oh, that's <laughs> since, good. Yeah, since no, 2009. That's not a fucking workplace hazard for the other person. Yeah, he's had 27 like 46 years old too. 
yeah, he's 46. Yeah. So he's had 27 professional MMA fights. His record is 17 and nine and one. He has won no contest of his 17 wins. 12 of them were by knockout. Dude, that hand <laughs> has got to be like a fucking cinder block. Yeah. Like take like, like someone who thinks they punch hard, like anyone listening and you think you punch hard. Yeah. Now take someone with a cinder block that can punch that hard. Yeah. Probably the same damn size too. So in the world's strongest man competition from 2002, Marius Pujanovsky. First, first DQ'd. He got DQ'd in 04. <laughs> Maybe he pissed hot. Who knows? <laughs> the coming back in 2005, first. Second in 06, then first, first second in 09. So from 2002 to 2009, he competed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. He won five of them and he finished second twice. And then the the last time he got DQ'd. Like literally every time he was in this, he either finished first or second. And then he retired. He retired in 2009 and then started fighting MMA. (laughs) Psycho. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Was there also a Vagnus Ver Magnuson or something? Yes, yes, yes. I didn't see him on any leaderboards, but I remember the name. Magnus Ver. I, yeah, I Magnus Ver Magnuson. I can't he believe he watched this shit. He was older. He is born in 1963. So he was competing. He won worlds. He was like the Marius Pujanovsky of the 90s because starting in 1991, Magnus for Magnuson, first, second, second, first, first, first. <laughs> okay, so he was good. And then I think the original guy was, um, fuck, he did commentary. He was the commentator for World's Strongest Man. I will not know who that is. Ah, uh, he won a fuck ton in like the 80s. He was like the OG, like mul- the first, I think it was the first multiple time winner. Bill, no, I almost said Bill Romanowski. That's not it. That's a little different. Um, although I'm sure he would have done well in World's Strongest Man. Ah, fuck. What the hell is this guy's name? Let me see if I can find the... Oh, he's got to be in the Hall of Fame here. Bill Kazmaier. That's who um, it was. Bill Kazmaier. <clears throat> he was like the pioneer of World's Strongest Man in the u.s yeah so in starting in 1979 he finished third first 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 second fourth so well those aren't consecutive for so from 79 to 82 he went third first 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 he won three in a row and then he stopped competing and competed again in 1988 where he finished second so bill kazmaier that was the guy that goes. Yeah. So they're really big fucking humans. I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the U S women's soccer team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we end up talking about just large fucking human beings, which that's like, I hesitate to even call them human, right? Like they're all, they're almost something different, right? Like if you're Thor Bjornsson and you're six, nine, 500 pounds with abs, like 
you're kind of not a human being. Like you're kind of something else. Like you're something well, a little bit different. They call that untested. <laughs> yeah. Like Brian Shaw, who's six eight four fifty, right? Like that's, I hesitate to call you a human. Magnus for Magnuson, all those dudes, right? Like that's, they're, they're quite literally cut from a different cloth. Imagine you put, um, Thor Bjornsson next to Darren Sproles, both professional athletes, both very good at what they did, right? Like obviously now Darren Sproles is old, but when Darren Sproles was in his prime, he was a top 10 running back in the league. If not top uh, top five might be cutting it close, but he Maybe was a top fantasy he was, points. Yeah, he was a, t- he was a, t- yeah, in fantasy, he was certainly one of the best, but he was a top 10 running back in the league in his prime at five, six, you know, probably 190 pounds next to Thor Bjornsson, who's six, nine, 500. That's like what you, like, you're going to tell me both of you are human beings, right? Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Which now that I say that, I feel like I've heard that might be like a Joe Rogan comment. I feel like I've heard Rogan maybe say that before. Maybe that's not an original thought, but Great, I thought of rip, now we're ripping yeah. off. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, get in line. It's what everyone does apparently these days. Um, so switching gears a little bit, since we're talking about sports, though, uh, I saw the other day they released the betting handle for Massachusetts um, for the month of June. So I originally saw people were complaining about May, right? Because so the big thing that I saw was, uh, I think this was on Twitter. People were saying, oh, the the handle in May was down. Here we go. Sports betting, it's going down, right? Like people like trying to like get ready to bury sports betting because May was low. They're like, May dropped 20% lower than april how would it not yeah and it's like there's nothing to fucking Actually, bet the, on in may the fact that it only dropped 20 percent is pretty impressive yeah because in april you could still bet bruins and celtics right right but just even in april like you have the masters right like the what's in may and right. april probably caught the ncaa final true true nfl um, draft yep yep that's another one so I then Googled what the handle has been every month, and I found out that they just released the one for June. So I now have the information going all the way back to January. So of this this calendar year. Yep. So January, we only got a day. No. Yeah. Well, so. Two days. January has. 488,000. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use as round numbers as I can. Um, so I'm going to say 490. So January yeah, had 490,000. I want to say January went live on like the 30th though. Yeah. And it was just retail. Yeah. So it sh- was just retail. The short amount of time in January was $490,000. February that was also retail for the month did 24.5 million. Ew. In person. So only retail the month Yuck, of February. Not good. No. Uh then the month of March 
that's uh, when mobile went this live. This is this is when mobile went live. So all together, mobile and retail, the handle was five hundred and seventy million. So it improved five hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> in a month that did not involve the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Yeah, really. I bet the state is really, really glad that, that they uh, had. Yeah, six. That weeks we had to, to wait. Ramp up. We, yeah, we had to wait until March to get that money. Fucking morons. Um, so the just the quick breakdown: the retail in March was twenty million, and the the online was five hundred and fifty million. <laughs> uh, so then in April, the total was five hundred and sixty million. Yeah, so it April's went down. a good month. But it did go down, but it's basically yeah, the, the excitement's same. gone. So it's yeah, like yeah. that's yeah, April's still a good month. And also March is March Madness, right? Like that's yeah. There's literally like multiple oh, games yeah. on a day. Yeah, and I think the, I think mobile only missed it might have missed the first weekend, which if mobile missed the first weekend, that number will be six hundred next year. Yeah, true. Uh so April did five sixty, right? And then May did 455 million. Yeah. No Bruins, no Celtics, no fun. Right. Right. So then June just came in 332 million. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to, there's nothing to bet on in June. Yeah. Shit month. Yeah. July is going to be even worse. The only thing to bet on in July is baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you pull the, like, all you would do is see what's the percent drop off and then compare it to other states. And I'm guarantee it's probably pretty fucking close. Yeah. The only thing is our numbers might be a little more volatile because it's newer. Right. It's not established yet. So I will say this is actually pretty cool. The MGC breaks it down by like book too. So you can see like, how much did Encore bring in? How much did MGM Plane Ridge bring in? How much did each online sports book, right? Like between Barstool, MGM, Better, Caesars, DraftKings, Fanatics, FanDuel, WinBet, all they have them all listed. So I do, I think it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool that they list that out. So all told on the year so far since January, the handle in Massachusetts is $1.6 billion through the first six months of the year. And it's usually estimated. So one point shit. It's a lot of zeros. So it's usually estimated that the hold is about 5%. I think 80 million. What's our tax rate? Basically, it's going to be probably 18% because most of it's going to be 20, but some of it's only 15. So they they also list the tax collected too. So I can oh, get you an I can get you. Should be right around there. fourteen and a half. So June the tax was six point four million. Well, do you have it for the year? No, I had to add these up. Okay, don't do it. Um. So if we go six point four. Oh, they're holding way more than five percent then. Twelve. Uh so six and twelve is eighteen. And April was another 12. So what is that? 30. March was nine and a half. If we round it up to 10, that's 40. 
And then April and I'm sorry, February and January combined were probably like 300,000. So of the one- We'll just call it 40. Yeah, well, $40 million that the state has brought in in tax revenue through sports betting through six months. And that's with two months of only retail. Yeah, so most of that's going to be a 20%. So that means, oh my God, this is going to be hysterical. Divided by 1.8. This is where we do math. Yeah, they're holding 11%. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, they're they're holding about eleven percent. Yeah. So, if you assuming the second half of the year goes similar to the first half, it should be it it's should good, it, it has should to be, be more right because again be January higher. and February were shells of months. No, so, sep- well, not only that. So, September, October, November, December. Should be the four highest months of the year. Right, right. Maybe, maybe March. And people do like the Bruins and Celtics around here. So maybe March. Uh, like, yeah, I would say October October and March are probably the two, you know, two it should higher be, It should be September because September has all of the futures. Oh, that's true too. That's a good point. If you look at it that way, I was assuming that because every single sport is playing in October uh, and it's and it's yeah. playoff baseball. Right. So like people that normally <laughs> hey, that might don't, not be relevant for one team around well, here. Yeah, no, I know it won't be for the Red Sox. But like even if you're a Red Sox fan, you'll probably still bet on the MLB playoffs. Right? Yeah. So I'll actually so I will be interested to see because I was thinking Patriots preseason, you know, Patriots win totals, Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but October you have. All the sports football going. regular season, basketball and hockey are back regular season, and you have playoff baseball. So if I were just to guess, like you know, gun to head, what's the what's going to be the highest handle month? I would say October in the whole year. Definitely could be because that's like your your because now you got NHL and NBA futures, which won't be as high as basketball, right? And people here will bet college too. Yeah. Like we're not affected by the lack of BC betting. Right. Right. That's another good point too. So just conservatively, right? Say it doubles. We're looking at over $3 billion that the state is going to bring in or that that we'll have as a handle, right? For the entire year that the first two months didn't even count. So basically through 10 months of the year, we're going to, we're going to surpass $3 billion in handle. But yeah, I'm really glad we, we, we held off getting sports betting. And then what an 11% hold, that's going to be roughly 30 mil, 300 million. And then 20% of that 60. Yeah. No. Yeah. 60 for the state. 
Yeah, $60 million in the first year. Builds a lot of bike lanes. <laughs> Every town is going to get a bike lane. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate this state. <laughs> I got fucked by the bikes yesterday. So we played oh, the, P- the, the, the pan the mass, pan mass whatever, challenge. The PMC. It literally, the pan mass challenge literally drives right by my, right by my house. <laughs> like it, it, they buys, were driving it, it, it crosses over route one. So like, right. if I want to go North on route one, I have to fucking wait for all the dickheads on their bikes to, to be done before I can get wave to go across route one fucking bullshit they cross right at applebee's so literally like right right by my house it's fucking ridiculous i got because i went to uh i played yesterday at um brook meadow with with bill and clovis and clovis's buddy which i'll come back to for my final thought but uh i left early we had a nine this was hilarious we had a 9.54 tea time. I left at quarter of nine. Um, so what more than an hour because I was like, I'm going to stop at the gas station and get a gallon of water, right? Um, and I'm going to get gas and then I'm going to go up and then I want to hit the range, right? Because I want to try and warm up. Again, ever, ever since I fucked up my back, like I try to do a little bit of something before I play, right? I try not to walk to the first tea cold. Um, so I get stuck on fucking route one, waiting for all the bikes to come by. And then I finally get a, it's, it's so fucking frustrating because you obviously, you know, the area it's the, it's that road. The gas station is right there. Like I can spit literally like stick my head out the window and spit and hit the fucking gas station but I can't get to it because I have people like want to be Lance Armstrong's fucking driving by me for 15 minutes. So I finally get let out and I drive the 27 feet <laughs> to the gas station and uh, go in, whatever, get all my shit, get up there. And I'm like, all right, I'm a little bit later than I, I would have liked. I think it was like 920. 920, 925 by the time I got there. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I think Bill was going to hit the range. And I was like, maybe I'll just steal a couple balls from Bill when he's on the range. So I get there and I, I pull in next to Bill. I unload. He's got everything on the cart, you know, and, you know, he's ready to go. And he was like, oh, yeah, the when I checked in, the starter wants to send us out a little early. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. So I guess I'm not going to hit the range at all. So we walk over and everyone else had already paid. And the the starter's like, all right, uh, you Stearns? Yeah, 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 you guys are up. And I was like, all right, I just got to run and take a piss and and uh, pay real quick. So I was like, oh, there's always one in every group. Oh, it's got to do that. And I turn around and I go, oh, yeah, I'm 25 minutes fucking early. Like, you were sending us out early. I literally said that. And there was two guys on the putting green that started dying laughing yeah. because like, they're just watching, they're watching the whole thing. 
Cause he's like, Oh, one in every group. And I was like, buddy, I'm 25 fucking minutes early. I don't know how much more you want me to do. And I just kept walking into the pro shop. Um, you, so not, then, I, you could just like, Hey, I cannot pay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so, uh, so I paid, I pissed, I went out and we got on the T box and we're going and fucking butch Harmon is the starter apparently at at brook meadow on fucking saturdays because he's trying to give clovis all kinds of fucking swing tips oh boy while he's on the tee box granted he took about four four attempts to try and hit hit the fucking driver and he couldn't do it um but it's like oh yeah you gotta do this you gotta do that i'm like and and poor clovis is like i just want to get off the tee box and i wanted to tell him like do just throw one in the fairway and I'll get you on the next tee box. Like I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. Like, don't worry. Don't listen to fucking this dickhead. Uh, and then I guess while I was paying and pissing, he was like giving everyone the full rundown of the course and like, Oh, you got to hit the ball here on the second hole. And he said something along the lines of like, Oh, the second hole gives me nightmares. You got to get off the tee and you got to make good shots here and you got to do this. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm really glad the I hole was, with the push is directly there. right off the tee and you got to yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And woods are <laughs> the woods are like 210, right? So like yeah, you, you can't <laughs> that's a that's yeah, that whole stuff. Yeah, you can't really do much there. So I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm really glad I wasn't there for the fucking golf lesson and the the run the play by play. The course the core strategy. With, yeah. With Scott Fawcett. Yeah. So after we walked off, I was like, Oh, you guys didn't like Jim Nance back there on the fucking T box. I guess he, I guess Jim Nance does that shit at Pebble. Oh, like if really? he's like, he, like he has, yeah, like obviously he lives there. He has right. his own car. He right. drives around, whatever. He'll like walk over like, Hey, what, what are you guys names? Whatever. And he's like now on the T, like whatever. And it's like announcing it. It's like, that's pretty fucking awesome. I think it's fucking weird as hell. Like I understand that. I think like, it, who, he, he gets it. Like he's part of, that's one of those things where like, he's part of the joke. Where like he understands how that, fucking like, weird that is. Yes. Yes. Like, hey, yeah. Jim Nance, like. Nice to meet you, I guess. It's not really. You're never going to remember who I am. Right. Right. But like, this is fucking weird. Like, yeah, that's I, fucking weird as hell. I think I like that. I think I like that. Oh, he's no. he's in on the joke. I didn't like, see he him. Gets, he, he didn't yeah, announce my shot. That yeah. he gets how fucking weird that is and like how. Like he has to understand how fucking strange that would be for people. Yeah, but it, it's like if it, if it's Gary Busey, at least I'm like, okay, well, this guy's out of his mind. Like, right, it's fucking crazy. Right. But like, I think Jim Nance. I'm like, okay, so he announces everything, no problem. But he's just like Jim Nance is a fucking weirdo. He's got that weird thing about his toast where he carries around a picture of how he wants the toast cooked. <laughs> and he like freaks out if it's not that. <laughs> like, he gives his tie to like. The per- not not the best player in the NCAA tournament, but like the one that he wants to give, like, right? The Jim Nance like best the Jim player. Nance award, yeah. The Tommy he gives points. him his tie, and it's like, God, I wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that. Like I said, I'll get back to that on my final thought, but that was um just a classic fucking getting fucked by the pan mass challenge um actually looking at the the time here we could wrap this up do you want to wrap it up we can wrap it up all right what do you got um 
so I, I did my whole flooring rundown yep. last time. Yep. So last week we also bought uh, timing gates. So testing 10 yard dashes, pro agilities, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm, I have no fucking time. I like, I got no fucking time during the week to fucking get these things fucking figured out. So finally figured out Wednesday. Do they have to be like calibrated? They got it like because you have to like do it through your phone, like laser beams and sharks and shit. Like it's yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. So it's like I download the app. Okay. You know, I'm trying to get these fucking things going. No problem. Like finally fucking figure it all out. Okay. I'm like, okay, I got it. So the way that the 10 yard dash works is you stand in the beam and the app will say go. And then at that point, you leave the beam and you run to the other side and that's the end of the dash. Right. Seems easy enough, right? Yeah. So I I took my three middle school kids I had that day. I go, we're, we're, you guys are going to be my guinea pigs for this. <laughs> so first kid I put in the beam. Like, all right, get in the beam. Go, okay. Moves. I'm like, nope, get back in the beam. Okay. He goes. Gives me a weird number. I'm like, ah, that was odd. I don't know why. Next person. Standing in the beam. She actually moves backwards. To break the beam. Doesn't really kind of go and then goes. So the it came out as like a three and a half second fucking 10. I'm like, that should be fucking 220. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next kid gets in the beam. Okay, when you're ready, looks at me and goes, so when do you want me to go? I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, okay. He actually gets like a halfway decent one. Right. Next kid goes, or I was sorry, back to the first kid, put him in the beam, ducks underneath it, then pops back up and then goes. I'm like, God. I'm going to fucking freak Oh, so out. these are like legit, like tall. They're on tripods. Oh, okay. I was like, when you say the timing gates, I assume like, you know, the cones, because they make ones that are cones that are yeah, like timing too. So these are like yeah. legit. They're they're high up. They're, they're lasers off, they're on tripods. The, yeah, they're off the ground. I'm like, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm ready to fucking flip out. So <laughs> like, let, me, let me just see if I can fucking figure this shit out. And I'm getting people are ducking under the laser. They're rocking back first. Then they're going. Then they're like, you know, they they move forward like an, like an inch. Right. Wait. And then they go. And I'm like, God, fucking damn it. I'm like, I got these fucking gates. I go, and they're not idiot proof. I'm like, they're supposed to be fucking idiot proof. I go, all right, fine. Let me do the pro agility. I go, it's only one gate. How can they fuck this one up? First kid gets into his position. He's underneath the laser. I go, fuck. So I lower the laser down. I lower <laughs> the other one down. Can't get it to fucking calibrate. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to fucking smash these things before we even got to fucking use them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was um, the the latest success in uh, in work from last week. So not only the flooring, but I didn't see a bubble on the floor yet. I was just going to ask, did the bubble come back? The bubble didn't come back. <laughs> but <they're... laughs> I didn't hear about a, fu- a building fire in Easton, yeah. so I figured it didn't. It didn't possibility for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now the timing gates. So I, I did fix one snafu with the timing gates. One of the snafus is I can do a flying ten. Now. Technically speaking, a flying 10, you need a 10-yard lead 
and then a 10 yard sprint. And we don't have that until we have wall to wall that like the right. kids will be crashing into shit. So I can set it up like that, have them start directly behind the laser so that when they go, they break it. Right. So 10 yard dash figured out pro agility. Don't know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know I have to set it up lower. It still needs a three seconds before you break the beam, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely won't set it up too high or too low. Cause that's the other problem is if it was like cone height, it's too low. Kids right. Just, it's through their legs. Yeah. They're fucking sick. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can't fucking do anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll come by this week and you can, uh, time my, my 10 you time. You're 10. 10 is no problem. <laughs> it's the fucking pro agility. Oh man. It's always fucking something. Ugh, Are you going to so have enough funny. runway in the new space for, or like how much space will you have? Right. Would probably be the better question. I don't even have a signed lease yet. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I don't fucking know anything. But theoretically, right? Like, do no, you have, I won't have would... 40 yards of. Oh, okay. Like, Cause if you figure a 10 yard lead, a 10 yard sprint and, or I don't have 30 yards either. Because if you figure ten yard lead, ten yard sprint, ten yards of not crash, yeah, that would require thirty yards, ninety feet. I don't think we have a ninety foot length. Yeah, it's hard to get a ninety foot length. Yeah, because I once you get into that, you're looking at just like massive spaces, and then you're like, "What am I going to do with all this space?" Right? Yeah. Because like, if we're if we want under five thousand square feet on a ninety foot length, you know, we're talking like ninety by fifty five. Yeah. And fifty five is sneaky narrow. That's a very weird shaped building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 90 by 55. That's 4,950 feet. It's good math. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, that would be a very weird shape building. Like extremely weird shape building. Yeah. Because it would also have to be like the building itself would have to be a little bit bigger than that, right? Like to get 90 feet inside, you need more than that on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. You would end up with something that's quite literally almost double the length as it is. Yeah, the it'd width. be fucking fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so my final thought, I will jump back to what I was talking about uh yesterday with Brook Meadow. And all I'll say is uh look at us, huh? Being fucking golf people now because uh i made a fucking eagle yesterday for the first time ever and i actually you when you get to four i yeah i actually had no fucking idea um that it was an eagle <laughs> so i forget i think it might have been the seventh hole i can pull it up really quick um it's just on the app that i have right here it also the, doesn't matter. I don't actually remember Brook Meadow. I just remember that one tee shot. This is the eighth hole. So on the eighth hole, if I go to my scoring, it was a 475-yard par five. So shorter side, right? It's less than 500 yards. Um, 
I smoked my drive 267 yards. And I had about 170 in. And I was like, all right, I'll just take like a six iron and just try and make good contact, right? Like, don't get fucking crazy. Just make a good swing. And I took a six iron. I hit it. It hit like it was right on the fucking pin, the line with the pin. It it ended up landing maybe about four feet left of the pin, about you know, maybe a couple yards short of the pin because of where the divot was. And the where it ended, I had, I think it was, oh, I can tell you exactly how long I had. I had 13 feet. Um, I had 13 feet for my third shot to for a putt. It was actually the one I sent you a Snapchat of. Walking up to that, it, I was just like, wow, that was a really great approach shot. And I took the Snapchat of it, sending it not having any idea it was a par five and not knowing that I was about to putt for an Eagle. I had no fucking clue. I thought it was a birdie. I thought it was a par four. And at one point, um, Clovis's buddy, Pat was like, oh, is this, is this, uh, what, like, what is this? I was like, I have no idea. Whatever it is, my third shot on the hole. So it doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't know. So he was like, is this a par five? I was like, I have no fucking clue. Like, don't, don't ask me. Like, why would you say that? Um, but I was like, I literally said, whatever it is, this is my third shot. So let's see how it goes. And I hit the, I hit the putt and obviously it goes in. And I was like, oh, let's fire. Like I could just get fired up. And uh, he was like, dude, I think you just made an eagle. And I was like, no fucking way. This was a par five. And I look back in the card and it was a par five. And I think I fucking, I literally ran off the green and like jumped on the golf cart <laughs> like a fucking loser. Um, yeah. yeah, but I was pretty fired up. I made an Eagle and had no idea that I did. So, so my first time ever, that's probably the better way. Cause you probably would hit that f- putt fucking seven feet by if you knew it was for Eagle. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh, Got to get it there. Yeah. I just thought it was for birdie. And I was like, yeah, I just, I'll hit this putt or if I don't, I'll just clean up for par, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, shot an 88 at uh brook meadow so pretty that's the thing is i just i don't remember i played there once i don't remember if i played nine or 18 i don't remember shit about it yeah um it's a nice course it's people like it i just know it's busy as hell yeah yeah it is busy um some of the holes get tight but it's kind of one of those like it's a little bit tricky. Um, we got, well, I got lucky because we played the white tees, which I think were 6,200 yards. Um, but it's a lot of bunkers in the landing area. So there was a lot of bunkers like from the white tees between 220 and 240 off the tee. I got lucky yesterday where I was actually hitting the driver really well. Like on that hole, I hit a 267 over a set of bunkers, right? And into the fairway. Um, so I was actually able to carry the bunkers, the fairway bunkers, all, like all of them yesterday. Again, I think I'll have to look. I can pull it back up pretty quickly. Um, my T 
tee shots or my drive my driver yesterday went 264, 269, 263, 273, 252, 231, 229, 257, 251, 267, 241, and then 187 <laughs> was uh just you know because God forbid I uh have a full round with all all good drives. Um so I think the average of all those of was uh, about 250. So I had a really good day with the driver yesterday. But yeah, the irons were better. Um, it's again, it's one of those where like, dr I would say driver was probably my best club um, yesterday. But where like if I made a bad iron shot, like a bad second shot, I was able to chip it close and putt and get out of there. Like, I only had one disaster hole out of the 18 where I made a triple on 16. So, you know, I hit, uh, I have to look, I can't, it just tells me percentage. It says I hit 65% of fairways. Uh, I hit nine fairways. I only hit two greens, but like I said, my around the green was uh, was pretty good yesterday. So all in all, I'm pretty uh, pretty solid with my my golf game as it stands. As long as I'm not at Sharon Country Club, <laughs> I feel confident. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sharon brings everybody back to earth. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> that's that. That uh that's gonna do it for us. Uh so thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe up top, up above. Um you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod, Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks, Facebook is sarcasm speaks, website sarcasmspeaks.com. Uh, if you're an audio only listener, you can also subscribe over there. If you use iTunes or Spotify, you can leave us five stars and a review. Uh, so go do that. Uh, please. And thank you. Uh, tell everybody, you know, about the show, we're almost at a hundred subscribers on YouTube. So that's pretty cool. Uh, if you guys are watching right now, if you can hear the sound of my voice, uh, go ahead and click the subscribe button up top and, uh, continue to tell everybody, you know, about the show as well. Um, what else we got? Oh, we got sponsors. So shout out to the ice pod. Uh, you go to, I believe their website is like the podcompany.co. I don't know. It, it's in the show notes, right? It's below. Just read the stuff below. You'll get the, uh, you'll get the promo code. You'll get all that and you'll get $10 off, uh, your purchase at the ice pod. Uh, also we have noon brew again, I was, as I do in just about every episode, I was drinking it earlier. Uh, great nighttime sleep tea, if you will, if you call it that. Um, everything you would need to to get good sleep. Uh, you can go to noonbrew.com. I believe the promo code right now is Jared12412 after it got changed because you fuckers spammed it. Uh, but I did just get an email today that Noonbrew is going to be switching their affiliate uh, host. So that's that 
social snowball app that just gives us like the goofy, goofy things. Uh, so I think moving forward, this isn't in effect yet. And again, this will all update in the show notes when it goes live. I think I got I got notification. It's like two or three weeks out, uh, but it'll just be noonbrew.com forward slash Jared Mello, I think. Um, so we'll see what it what we do there, if I can actually change it to Sarcasm Speaks or something like that. Um, that's there. The last one we have is mybookie.com. Use the promo code SarcasmPod uh, to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. If you live in a state that doesn't have legal sports betting yet, uh, you can use mybookie and you can double your first deposit with that promo code. So enjoy that. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Until next time. Good night, everybody.